The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Good Wednesday morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yow joined by Mo Patton and Lawson Smith in studio with me this morning as we come to you live from the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports Headquarters right here in Columbia, Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM live on Facebook and on Twitter. If you are out there watching, we appreciate it so very much. Happy to have you guys with us as always. Got a lot of sh- uh, to talk about on the show. And I was going to say a good show. And then a lot of show <coughs> kind of came out. Uh, but we do have a lot of show. We got we got a whole two hours of it, <laughs> and there's plenty to talk about, uh, including last night's uh, results and tonight's TV schedule, and that's kind of what we've we've resorted to on the rundown, and that's totally fine. Um, sports on TV. What are you going to watch? We got you covered. Also, uh, talk about post nineteen. Uh, their game last night. Got some new coaching updates, both on the website. We'll talk about that as well on the air. So check out sm-tnsports.com before 945-ish, and you'll know exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, in the second hour, we'll talk Braves. We'll we'll visit with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press uh, and, of course, of Lawson Smith's mom's fame. Exactly. Uh <laughs> And some other stuff that we got to uh, do and see last night was kind of fun. So, first and foremost, um, I think we need to give a shout-out to our our friends in at Summit and Independence who won some Wilco Awards last night. Took home some hardware. Uh, the only one that I, I that I know for sure because I, I haven't seen the list, but I know Brian Coleman, Summit football coach, was named um, Male Team Coach of the Year. So, well done, and when well deserved. I mean, you you know, you win a state championship, you ought to be coach of the year. Well, I think yeah, and c- congratulations to him for that. And I think as we discussed with um, Joe Williams on yesterday's show, I. I I think I remember seeing Barbara Campbell was, in fact, the female coach of the year. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I think um, I think the other three finalists probably pulled out, like we said. But um, I think Destin Wade took home a few awards. I saw bits and pieces on Twitter. Um, yeah, last night, and um, did not commit anything to memory. So I'm trying to pull it up here. Yeah, I mean, again, nothing super. You know. Uh, it, I mean, I say it's, it, it is important, yeah. obviously, but uh, it was a good night last night for, for the Wilco's, uh, a great event that they held, hold each year. And, uh, you know, it, it's like Joe was saying, and they've got a great, um, photo gallery up on the, on the Williamson Herald website, you know, seeing these kids and these coaches and everybody, you know, dressed to the nines, it's, it's a little different environment than we're used to seeing them in as sports journalists we usually see them either at games or at practices and they um they look a little different when they dress up barbara camera campbell also won the courage award uh and she has (laughs) over two thousand wins in her career death taxes and brentwood volleyball that is what jeremy qual said and that's that's about as perfect as you can say it to be honest with you. So, yeah, Barbara was Female Coach of the Year, winner of the Courage Award. Uh, that's, as far as I can tell, that may be all of our our local winners. I, I don't, I, I saw Jackson Campbell wearing a fantastic red sports coat there. I'm glad he was able to make it because I was wondering, you know, with his, um, college football situation whether or not he would be around for this event and you know with it getting as deep into the summer as it is i would imagine that was a big concern for you know for the organizers of this event how many how many of the finalists they were going to have on hand so glad to know he was there yeah it, it was a good event and congratulations to all of those winners um, also last night, and, and I want to talk about this briefly just because we'll probably talk about it more in the next, uh, next hour a little bit anyway, Mo and I got to, got a chance to go out to, uh, Green Hills and the Crow's Nest to meet and greet the coaching staff of both Tennessee State and the University of Tennessee last night. And, and they were it was a really good event. It, it really felt like those guys were engaged mm-hmm. with the high school coaches. They weren't all on their phones, just kind of, you know, doing whatever. Uh, they may have been on somebody else's phone. Well, Eddie was on somebody else's phone for a minute. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I was confused because I see I see Eddie George talking on the phone, and then the and he, and they had one of those uh, sticky like phone wallets on the back. And there was an Alabama driver's license. I'm like, what's Eddie George doing with the Alabama driver's license? And I realized it wasn't Eddie's phone. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Uh, but we did have a good time last night. I'd talk a little bit more later about what was said. I did. I did ask Eddie George about uh, some stuff going on with uh, with Tennessee State and what their plans are for the future. And he gave me a great answer. So uh, I'm certainly going to uh share what he told me 
and uh, I think it's it's I think it's good for everybody, not just in in Nashville, but especially at Tennessee State and Jefferson Street in that area. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about their that the city is trying to connect the two sides of I forty with some sort of. I'm not sure what you would call it, but it, there there is a an ongoing uh, plan to try and connect those two areas of the, of the city, and I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean it. Unfortunately, when when I forty was built in the mid sixties, it kind of create, divided the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and without getting too deep into the weeds with this it, it was by design yeah a, a lot of it was sure so and now and and now you know brighter minds are trying to figure out how to undo that with i40 still sitting there so <laughs> and, and 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 i think a lot of the positive is that you know charlotte and that area closer to briley parkway where briley begins all of that is becoming a, a very vibrant neighborhood. And if you can push that back in toward the city to Jefferson Street, where if you've not been to ten, the Tennessee State campus, that place over there is is prime for excitement. They are they're really building up their community. They you know, the murals on the walls are looking great. It, it's really a great place uh, and, and will soon be uh, a place that, Everybody can be excited about going to a football game. Well, I mean. Or a basketball game or anything else. You know, Nashville has taken on this It City Mm -hmm. mantle. And I think it's important that if it's going to be the It City, it needs to be the It City for Everybody. everybody. You know, not just for tourists. Not just for some residents, not just for some businesses. It needs to be in the it city for everybody. And so long as everybody buys in, I think it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's it's going to be really cool. And I think Eddie George is going to be a big, big part of that. Well, I mean, he's so well known in this town. He's so well loved in this town. He's going to have an ability to bring together a lot of people, much like that Super Bowl team did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, this town, you had people and factions interacting that you had never really seen interact before behind that team. I mean, it was it was crazy up here the way everybody was single-mindedly behind that that team and that season and you know the first year in the new stadium and they go to the Super Bowl and that kind of thing the buzz around that team was just yeah you could feel it and that's something that he has managed to maintain individually Mm -hmm. in this town and so he is that team without without Steve around Eddie George I mean we all love Dr. Kevin Dyson, <laughs> but Eddie George is the guy who embodies that team as an individual. Yeah, and and like you said, I think that's going to be something that he can use to his advantage in his current role. 
I don't think he, there's any question. Yeah, he, he made the comment that six months ago, the only thing he was thinking about was straightening out his, his, nine, nine his nine iron. And, yeah, he's got a few other things on his mind these days. So, No doubt. And I'll tell you what he told me uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, we, we we do have did, – did you um, – did you confirm our guest? I have not heard back from him. Gotcha. So hopefully. We are hoping to uh, to speak with in- Independence Boys basketball coach Mark Wilkins uh, in the next segment because uh, it's it's teams it's team camp season and, mm-hmm. and everything everything that goes along with that with with summer practice and team basketball camps and football camps and seven on sevens and gosh knows everything else that's going on. Uh, I don't miss that. I tell you, I do not miss it. But. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get ready to take a break. But first, of course, we have to give you the rundown. This is the rundown. Oh, it's me. <laughs> In Tuesday night baseball action, it was um, the New York Mets defeating the Chicago Cubs three to two. It was um, the Reds two, the Brewers one in ten innings. The Cardinals defeated the Marlins 2-1. And the Red Sox, after getting out to a five, blowing a five-run lead, eventually defeat the Braves 10-8. In NBA playoff action behind the fantastic performance from Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets erased a pretty big lead themselves and came out on top. And with a 114-108 win over the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Nets now take a 3-2 lead in that series. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, in Game 2, the Tampa Bay Lightning strike back against the New York Islanders to tie the series at 1 with a 4-2 win last night. Today's baseball action on TV at 6 o'clock, the Red Sox and the Braves continue their conclude their two-game series. That's a 6 o'clock game on ESPN. It can also be heard on our sister station, 103.7. WKRM pregame starts at 520, excuse me. Uh, it's a 6 yeah. o'clock start, so oh. it would be 455, wouldn't it? I don't know. It's a 605 start, so yeah, 450, my bad. It's a 450 um, pregame on that. Gotcha. They said there would be no math. Uh, on ESPN Plus at 610, it's the Cubs at City Field against the Mets. In NBA playoff action tonight, it's um, Atlanta continuing their series at Philadelphia. That's a 6.30 start on TNT. That game will be followed at 9 as the Clippers travel to Utah. Without Kyle Leonard, by the way. Uh, in WNBA action tonight on Prime Video, if you have that available, the Phoenix Mercury will travel to the L.A. Sparks. It's a 9.30 tip-off, but it's in L.A., so that's understandable. Again, that's on Prime Video. And in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Montreal Canadiens visit the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That's an 8 p.m. puck drop on NBCSN in Game 2 of that series. And that's going to do it for your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, when we come back, we're going to uh, try to talk to Mark Wilkins, Independence Boys basketball coach. If not, we've got some stuff to talk about. We'll get there. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this.
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. school sports here's mo and chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint mo and chris coming to you from the lee company studio right here in columbia tennessee in the front porch sports headquarters of wkom 1017 fm happy to have you guys with us here on the radio as well as on facebook and twitter as we have live video of the studio right here for you to see if you are so inclined, although we will warn you that Mo and I do have faces for radio, so watch at your own um, discretion. Just saying. We have a, uh, a great guest coming up on Coach's Corner, brought to you by our friends at From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Renee and the folks are fantastic. We appreciate her and hope that uh, we can get out there soon. Uh, I don't have anything else going on today. I'm just saying, Mo. So <laughs> a trip to Chapel Hill may not be a bad idea. You know, I'm I'm always up for a good meal. Always down. On Coach's Corner in the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we have brand-new Independence Boys basketball coach Mark Wilkins joining us. Coach, welcome in, and thanks for ha- uh, thanks for coming on. Yes, I appreciate you guys having me today. Uh, it's an honor to be with you. Fan of the show. Uh, we appreciate that, um, and we've got that recorded, so um, it might show up <laughs> somewhere else at some point. Um, Mark, yeah. I think when, when you and I were setting this up, you were telling me that Y'all were going to be in Gallatin this morning, as we mentioned, team camps and that type thing going on over the next little bit before we get to the dead period. Is that is that where y'all are? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually where we are right now. Just got done with the varsity game this morning. Our freshmen are playing right now. And so uh, it's a it's a busy but awesome June. So glad to be back to a normal summer basketball. You know, as most coaches would tell you, this is a, a second season in a lot of ways. So you kind of – uh, as a new coach, especially, I'm, I'm very excited and thankful that we have this time together to kind of start figuring some things out. So it's been a busy June, but it's been very productive, I believe. Well, you're in Gallatin. You are a former beach assistant. Pass my regards along to Bobby Luna when you see him. I will. I definitely will. Okay. He's still there. The little general is what they call him. He's still there, man. He's been in a lot of years. Great coach. Yeah, he, he's a good dude. Um, 
Mark, you come in here from South Gibson. Um, first, what was it that drew you to this job, and what have you seen since you got here that, you know, kind of reinforces that you made the right move? Yeah, so it, it was – I've always been drawn to Middle Tennessee. You know, I went to school here at Lipscomb University and then, you know, was fortunate enough to work with Coach Joy at the beach. And so uh, I have family in West Tennessee, and I really like West Tennessee. met my wife, and a lot of good things came out of that time. Uh, but, you know, I've always had an appeal. Uh, it's still been appealing to me in the Middle Tennessee area. And, uh, you know, when independence is something that's, you know, always been a great school, uh, you know, incredible administration. And, you know, in a few, not that long ago, had a great state tournament run with Grayson Murphy and his team in uh, 2017. And so, you know, it's always been something. We actually played him when we were at beach as well. I went down there and played at Independence one time. And so it's just something that's kind of stuck in my mind. And when it became available, I uh, definitely caught my interest and got to talking a little bit more, and I was very thankful to get it. And, and since then, the kids have been great. Uh, been awesome to work with. It's never easy to have a brand-new coach, especially when you've already been playing high school basketball. But they've been very welcoming. The parents have been welcoming. Um, and it's a great community, and I think it's a, a, going to be a very competitive one. I think we're you know ready to kind of get this thing going in the direct direction again like we've done before. Yeah, Coach, I'm really excited to see what you're able to do with that program because we saw some flashes of greatness last year uh, from this team. Jet Montgomery, who is a young stud, and then, of course, you've got uh, River Katina coming back, and you kind of got some big guys. Have have you – what kind of what kind of size are you looking at? Is Ty Lockwood still on the team? Uh, who was the other guy? Cameron Bell. Cameron Bell. Yeah. Cameron Bell. Yeah, Cameron is. Ty Lockwood's not at the moment. He's gotcha. uh, getting a lot of people, a lot of interest, I think, from uh, Football. Nick Saban's mother. But, yes, sir. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, Cameron Bell is. We have another guy, Matthew Witt, rising junior. It does have, help to have some size. And what I like about some of our bigs we have right now is they're not your traditional, I guess, back to the basket, which I love doing that too. It's fun to play that way, but they can move, they can set screens and they kind of, you know, they can shoot it and they can handle it. And so it just kind of gives us some more options. These kids out here play a lot of basketball. And so I'm excited to get in and work with them. I'm also going to try not to get in their way too much as they have a lot of experience themselves. And so we have some size, have some shooting. Uh, we just got to start defending a little bit better at a high level. And I think we'll get there. Speaking on the parks, motor sales hotline with, First-year Independence Boys Basketball Coach Mark Wilkins. He's brought to you here on Coach's Corner by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Coach, um, you know, you hear a lot of coaches talk about they have systems, and then you see a lot of coaches that come in and assess their talent and try to figure out how to best utilize it. System be damned, I guess. Um, Where would you put yourself on that spectrum? That's a great question, though. I, I think you have to coach to your strengths, right, you know, and, and things that you feel comfortable with because ultimately you can win a lot of different ways, I believe. And so, you know, and some of those things we've done at Beach and South Gibson, we'll probably bring into the fold of, you know, the one three one zone and just uh, trying to execute, you know, whether it be on the half court. But, you know, that's what we've done, I think, a little bit more. And that was the style, actually, when I was at 9 AAA with Gallatin and Wilson Central. There was a lot of, that plays you got to be ready for every night because we had great coaches that get the kids in the right spots to make shots. But as far as the system goes here at Independence, uh, you know, I knew we wouldn't have very much time to practice and to kind of get that system in place. And so really what we're just trying to get from our kids right now is just to play extremely hard and to play up court. Let's play full court. And, and it's really try to get ourselves in better shape every day that we play 
so that hopefully we are in great shape to play in the in the winter and still keep that up tempo style of play. I think that if you asked any kid in America, hey, would you rather get up and down or would you like to run sets? They would probably say get up and down and play free, and that's great. Um, but it comes with a lot of training and a lot of uh, sacrifice and you know discipline to be able to run the floor hard every time. And so that's kind of where I think we're going to try to go. Um, I even look at our football program. I know they play a very exciting style of football. And I think, you know, kids love doing that. And so there, there's, there's some things we still have to figure out. But to summarize, I think we're – I want to be, like you said, adapting to our kids, adapting to the talent we have. And I think right now that's just let's get out and let's play and let's play fast and, and look to play 94 feet on both ends. You mentioned that non-AAA uh, district going to uh, four classes this year in basketball. Uh, this district is completely overhauled from uh, the last couple of years, mainly because it goes from a nine-team district to a five-team district. Uh, and you add Columbia Central, who is coming off a regular season championship in eight AAA. Uh, this district is going to be a, a, a tough task with Summit, Ravenwood, and Columbia Central, and, of course, Nolansville as well. It really is. And you know how it works with the region. You're going to take four teams to the region. And so I think every game will have a lot of uh, angst and a lot of excitement just because you don't want to be the fifth one. You you want to be in that top four, whatever way it falls. And so um, it, it's a very competitive district. And I look around, we have great coaches. Um, Coach Bates does a great job at Summit. Um, you know, I, I know they're not in our district. I was saying Coach Morris continue. But we have a lot of people, Coach Whitlock, Ravenwood, that I know personally, that do an incredible job that – we're going to have to be prepared. We're going to have to really get, get our stuff together and get ready because uh, there's no just showing up and trying to fool people because they haven't scouted yet or whatnot. And so uh, it's going to be an interesting – it already has been an interesting time to schedule because we have so many open games, like you said, because normally when you have nine teams in your district, you know, there's 16 games right off your schedule right there, home and away. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we just have eight, you know, it went to half pretty much. Um, so we're going to have to figure that. We, we've got a schedule, got a lot of exciting games, just one game. Uh, here, there, we're playing even like a Cane Ridge was a runner-up in, in AAA last year. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're the top dogs. We're one of the biggest schools in the state. Uh, so we've got to be ready to, to play other top dog teams. And so uh, we're trying to get that schedule as tough as possible so that we can be ready to make a postseason run. So your schedule is not complete at this point? It is complete. I'm sorry, okay. I was misleading. Okay. It is complete. But it was a chore to get it complete. Okay. <laughs> um, so that Cane Ridge game, is that – at Cane Ridge or at your place? Because inquiring minds want to know where Brandon Miller will be. Yeah, I understand. No, we uh, we arm wrestled and I somehow came out on top. We're coming to our place, Independence, uh, for that game. We owe him, I think, a trip the next year. But, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting to see that kid play, and hopefully he has a really bad night uh, when he comes to consultation. <laughs> hey, just, just put Jet Montgomery on him. He'll lock him down. <laughs> There's only about uh, 18 inches difference. That's okay. That's okay. No problem at all. I'm sure you don't know that date, but when you get a chance, let us know. Um, (laughs) We'll circle that one. No question. Yeah, yeah, and underline it. Yeah, we are on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Independence Boys Basketball Coach Mark Wilkins. Um, He is brought to you here today by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill on Coach's Corner. Um, Coach... Chris has mentioned him. Jet Montgomery, as a freshman, was he? He just really lit up District Eleven AAA. What are you seeing out of him over the summer, and where would you like for him to go 
from freshman to sophomore? Yeah, Jet's a special kid, you know, and, and the reason I say he's special is obviously he can score, but his teammates are all the time looking for him. And not only that, that's just kind of a sign for me that he's not just special because he can score, but he's a great teammate. He's somebody they want to pass to, they want to get open and screen for. And so he's a, obviously already just a joy to coach. And, you know, I think if you talk to him, he said his freshman year, maybe kind of surprised himself in some ways, what he could do and what he could get accomplished. The problem is no one's going to let that happen again this year. Everyone's going to know who he is. They're going to uh, put the best player on him. And so I think Jet, and uh, he's ready to kind of create his own shot, I hope, in some ways, too, because, you know, you set a screen, they're going to switch it. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do as a coach to try to get him loose. There's some, it, it always works out a lot better if you can just get rise up and get your own shot. And that's kind of what you see in the NBA. These guys, great players can do. And so Jet's been working tirelessly to do that off the dribble and, just some more creative ways. They're not just going to let him stay in the corner and shoot it. We know that. Um, and so he's been doing that this summer. Like I said, I talked to him this morning. I said, hey, man, you know, how you doing? He's up late last night shooting. And he just has that hunger. He wants to be the best. And he wants to take this team to state tournament. Um, and so, you know, everyone's kind of falling in line behind him in a lot of ways. Um, and we got a lot of guys trying to, like I said, trying to get him open and take, maybe maybe alleviate him from guarding the best player, like you said earlier. Uh, and we just, I think we have a nice team that fits around his scoring and his production. How do you see him, Mark? Is he a point guard? Is he a scoring point guard? Is he an off guard? Is he a combo guard? What, what, for for yeah. you and as his career goes, what do you see him as? Yeah, that's a great question. We're, we're, we're working on that right now. I personally like to just get him out. We get him out as far as we can down the floor. And, you know, right for the summer, we have other guys that are really good at getting in the paint and creating and, and drawing help. And if you're not going to help off Jets, it just kind of gets us a little bit more free to the basket. And so that's where we started this summer. However, we're not just going to let him stand in the corner and get denied the whole game. If he has to bring it up and set a ball screen for him to get loose, we will do that. Uh, he's got to touch it. You know, we don't want to use him as a decoy. So right now we're seeing him, I guess, as a traditional shooting guard. Um, but, you know, we're going to continue to find ways to get him and be creative, get him the ball. Because, you know, you, that's just what you got to do in the high school basketball. You got to get your best players the ball. That said, then, who's who's running the offense for you right now? We have uh, River Katina, is, is, as you mentioned earlier, an incredible passer. And he's, I love, love having a big point guard. And he is that. He's he kind of, he's dribbling up the floor, looking over the defense and, very unselfish. And so he's going to probably do that a lot for us. We have a Tyus Anderson, who's a senior as well. Um, he, he's a great ball handler. Tylen uh, Lewis is going to be a freshman. Um, he's going to be special as well. And he's already playing freshman for us. Or sorry, he's already playing varsity for us this summer. A uh, great defender and can get in the lane. Um, and so we have some guys. Josh Owens, another one, going to be a rising junior. We have a lot of little guards that get in there and create and get space. Um, but we're going to have to, you know, like I said, keep finding a way whatever we run, I guess, to, to get our shooters open. I think shooting could be a strength of ours. Um, so we're experimenting a lot right now, Mo. That's what we're definitely doing. I understand. <laughs> River, obviously a football player as well. How yeah. that, I guess, when you've got those basketball, football guys this time of year, it it takes some flexibility. Obviously, it, it runs them ragged, but it takes some flexibility on both yours and on Scott Blade's part to try to get him as involved on both sides as possible. Um, do you have more two-way guys, or is he the only one, and, and how is that working out? We actually have several. Uh, Rivers, the, the only senior, I believe, that is, 
Uh, we have several younger kids as well, sophomores and freshmen, that are doing it. And, you know, Coach Blade has been a, a great to work with from the very beginning. He sent me a schedule and things he does, and, and thankfully we can be creative. They practice in the afternoons. We can play in the mornings, and he's all for it. Well, we do tell our football, basketball guys, and baseball too, hey, June's going to be a crazy month. You know, you're just going to have to buckle up and, and, and to kind of bear with us because it really is the craziest month out of the, the year for multi-sport athletes. And then they start going to the football and they come to us and they go to baseball and spring sports. So, um, you know, we just have to tell them to hang in there. But also, I think with this job especially, I've tried, I hope I continue to, have a perspective of what is best for the kids. You know, River got offered the other day by Valpo. Uh, but also loves basketball. And so I don't want to have this hard rule of you can't go to Valpo's camp and miss our stuff when that's his future. And so we've had some flexibility, and uh, we have some guys that are getting looked at seriously for football and for basketball. And we want them to do everything out here because even at a very high-level basketball, 2,000 kids, there's still a few that are very, very special athletes that you want them to play multiple sports. And – the reality of it is, as much as you'd like your team to be together, you're not winning anything in June. No, no, we got time. You're right. Yeah. Tons of time. And that's it's hard to do as a coach, Mo. And, you know, we're all competitive. We want to win. But we've got to keep reminding us they're not handing out. We're not going to the Murphy Center this summer. You know, we're not, they're not handing out a ball this summer just yet. So we just got to have that in perspective. And you're right. We just, you know, we'll get those kids back when uh, hopefully after our football team makes a big run to the state tournament as well. That's uh, that's always the hope is uh, you're going into December with uh, with a bare bones group of basketball <laughs> yeah. kids, but yeah. pushing <laughs> rescheduling games because the football team is yeah. still busy. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, right. We've had to do that a little bit already, kind of thinking ahead. Hey, let's play on Thursday this week, and hopefully our football team still playing on Friday. So I'd be glad to do that for Coach Play, and hope we're in and in Cookville this year. Or wherever it is, I guess Chattanooga. Or Chattanooga, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Don't yeah, go yeah. to Cookville, you'll miss it. Out. Yeah. No, I'll be lost. I'll be wondering where everybody's at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Mark Wilkins, first-year Independence Boys basketball coach, here with us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline and on Coach's Corner brought to you by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Coach Wilkins, appreciate your time. I know you got a ball game at the top of the hour, so we're going to let you get your guys ready. And um, thanks. Yes, Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for all you do for high school sports. sure makes it special to be a part of it. So we're excited. Thank you again. We are excited to have you, Coach. All right, that's going to do it for Coach's Corner on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. When we return, we will talk about uh, post-19 and some coaching updates. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. If you've listened to this show at all, you know Chris and I are always up for a good meal. Located off Port Royal Road, Coach's Corner is the only locally owned and operated sports bar in Spring Hill. Bringing you the best sports bar atmosphere and food possible, make sure to check out their inventive menu, especially their delicious burgers. Check them out at coachescornersportsgrill.com.
local, high school sports, and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Luckily, my eardrums didn't get picked up on camera. Thanks, Lawson. Appreciate that. <laughs> Nothing. You, you, you were just fine. Exactly. You didn't. It's what you didn't do that's good. Oh, okay. We appreciate it. <laughs> Some of us do anyway. It is 46 minutes past the hour, which means it's 14 minutes to the top of the hour, and that means it's time to talk about some more high school sports. As you heard the the intro voice of Jonathan Paul Plant, <laughs> we cover high school sports and beyond. Uh, and what we will cover in this one is briefly the Columbia – uh, American Legion post-19 win from last night. Big 12-8 to victory over post-60 down in Pulaski over Fred Amon and the boys. Big win there. As a, that's a that's a four-game win streak. They are 5-1 and one on the year. It's, pretty good, it's a pretty good start to the year. Yeah, and who would have thunk it <laughs> a week ago? Yeah. <laughs> After those first two games, you go, my goodness, what in the world is going on? Well, at least they had won one of those, but they still, did. yeah. Um, it was just a wild ride, I think. <laughs> no, no question. Um, 12-8 last night down at Sam Davis Park over um, Pulaski Post 60. Um, scored multiple runs in in four of seven innings, each of the innings that they scored in, they scored at least two runs. They scored a pair in the first, scored three in the second, they scored three in the third, and four in the fourth. Two coming on a Dawson Hargrove two-run jack. So, um, they've so offensively they they seem to be coming together. I mean, um, well, uh, it's because the top of that lineup. I mean, that's the important part. When you get a couple of hits each from your one, two, and three guys, that's that's going to usually bode well for you when you're talking about scoring runs. Certainly. And Brantley Whitwell at the top of that order, he's got some um, familiarity with that spot and with good reason. Again, um, had a single and scored in the top of the first, reached on a fielder's choice and scored in the um, top of the second, went two for three on the night. I'm sorry, one for three on the night. Uh, Brantley was two for four, according to post-19 stats. You're right. But... <laughs> I, I, no, I missed his final at bat when he doubled in the seventh. Gotcha. I'm, I'm looking at the um, scorebook and didn't read all the way across. Well, there's a, bad. And that's difficult to do, by the way. <laughs> if you're trying to to, to fill, figure it up on a scorebook. Somebody that, else's scorebook. Yeah, that you don't know how they run it. Yeah, that, that can yeah, be tough. So, But, um, yeah, two for four. My bad. Sorry, Brantley. Sorry, Brantley's mom. <laughs> and sorry to Brantley's grandmom who informed me at the game the other night that that was Bugs, apparently, is his family nickname. So, Bugs. Bugs. Don't know where it comes from. Don't know why. You know how family nicknames go. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. But, I mean. But again, yes, Brantley was two for four with a double, two runs scored. Yeah, Brett Bell went two for four with three ribbies. That ain't bad out of the number three spot. That's a good night. That's what you want out of your three guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. then Hargrove was uh, was one for two, uh, drew a walk, and had a couple RBIs with that home run, like you said. 
So a good night for for the uh, the Spring Hill uh, faction of the Columbia Post nineteen. Again, two hits from Brantley Whitwell, a, a homer from Hargrove. Uh, Nathaniel Huntsinger was one for two with a couple RBIs. So Max Ballard went zero for zero. <laughs> with an RBI. Yeah, he walked three times. Once with the bases loaded, scored twice. Well done. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean. you go 0 for 0 with an OBP of 1,000, that's a pretty good day. You'll take it. <laughs> and the the um, pitching combination of starter Hudson Adams and relievers Ben Farrell, Bryson Hammonds, and Caden Chica combined for 13 strikeouts against some um, post-19. So, another big win for for the post-19 seniors who have no nickname. That's their nickname, the seniors. This, there we go. Yeah. If we could give them a nickname, though, we probably would. I have be fine. I've considered doing that. Just just a random, like, all right, guys, you guys don't have a nickname, but here's what we're going to call you, know, you this We're going to call you this, yeah. Anyway. Um, also, yesterday on the website, sm-tnsports.com we uh broke the story of mount pleasant hiring a brand new basketball coach and then updated you on where everybody else is that uh, had an opening or still has an opening uh who who the teams have hired and what part of the process those vacancies are in uh you wrote the story about Mount Pleasant boys basketball coach, brand new coach, um Hayden Pentecost taking over the program. Um I'm sorry, girls coach. Girls. Uh Hayden Pentecost will take over the girls program after spending the last two years under John Wild up at Summit. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta like when you can bring somebody in who has worked with Someone like a John Wild, uh, just uh, you'd, you'd like to think that something's going to rub off, you know. So, um, Pentecost, uh, as we mentioned in the story on the website, Kansas native, moved to town with his then fiance since wife, and spent the last couple of years with the Summit Girls Basketball Program, and um, he's excited about the opportunity down at Mount Pleasant. And um, uh, quote fired up, comma excited, according to Dr. Ron Jackson. There we go. Yep, um, gonna be interesting. I mean, again, as we mentioned in the in the story, Pentecost will be the fifth coach in eight seasons with that program. Um, a lot of instability. They've won six games in the last two years, and. They're moving into a district that will be made up of Lewis County, Giles County, Loretto, um, Summertown, and Loretto. Yeah, the, good la- luck. the the last two being the current state runner-up and state champion from Class A, so which is also where Mount Pleasant was, was. previously. Yeah. So yeah. so um, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but. I mean, clearly, you know, both Pentecost and and Ryan Jackson are are saying the right things, and really, the only things you can say when it comes right down to it. I mean, we we know it's going to be a challenge. Um, we're going to go out and 
compete our butts off and and see what happens. But it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if that figured into the length of the coaching search. You got to think it had some kind of factor. I mean, um, both Chris Carney as boys coach and Amy Odom as girls coach were relieved of their duties. April 1st. On April 1st, April Fool's Day, um, right before spring break. Same day that they announced that red turf they were not getting. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, yeah, kudos. Good, Good times. Anyway. Um, so you're talking about a two and a half month process, basically, and and truth be known, it's still not complete because everything that needs to take place at the human resources level of Murray County Public Schools for Pentecost to get started has not taken place. He's not met his girls yet, but yeah, I, I think that's just a formality. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully he can, you know, get with them and get a couple of practices in before the dead period begins on June 28th. I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. Yeah, I would like to think everybody would love that. Yeah. Just, but, uh, you know, just yeah. to have somebody to know that you're going to have somebody after, you know, two and a half months has got to be a good thing. You know, who's not going to have a chance to meet their team before the dead period, the Mount pleasant boys coach or the Columbia central girls coach or the Kalioka girls coach. Um, Kalioka maybe, maybe, uh, and that's where we stand. We currently still have four openings technically in the County three. Well, yeah, period in our Uh, coverage area. Yeah. one of them is is all but filled, and that's the Kalioka girls basketball position. Derek Atkinson, who stepped down from his position to go watch, to be able to watch his son play, uh, who is a going into the ninth grade there at Santa Fe. Uh, I talked with Doug Sharp yesterday, Kalioka athletics director, and he said that interviews have been completed and offer has been extended, and they are hoping to finalize that on Monday, or if not Monday, at least Tuesday. So. Sometime next week. That will be uh, early next week. Kalioka girls basketball should have a, a new coach. Columbia Central girls basketball, however, after speaking with newly named principal Kevin Eady, uh, they reopened the position and are now selecting candidates for interviews, which would begin next week. And if they're interviewing next week, I can't imagine they'll have a coach not only in hand, but approved uh anytime before the dead period is over so that's going to be a hopefully struggle. they'll hopefully they'll have a coach approved before the dead period ends uh let's hope uh that would be ideal but so that they can hit the ground running when they come back on july 12th and, and they've been without a coach a head coach since march 5th although they have had a couple of a uh, couple of staff members over there who have experience running that program or yeah. a program. Yeah, Cardin Virgo and Megan Kilburn have been keeping things going for the Lady Lions in in the absence of which is a especially, head coach. especially important considering the talent level that's over there. That team is is going to be very good this year in that that district we just talked about, Ravenwood, mm-hmm. Independence, Summit and Nolansville. Yeah. Uh they they're, they're going to have a very good chance to win that district, so It's it's tough because 
you know, even even with their loss in the quarterfinals of the Region 4 AAA tournament over at Blackman that ended their season, so much momentum they had built up over the course of this season. And, you know, spoke with Cardin Virgo a couple of months ago and her her mindset was that, you know, that momentum's not going to stop regardless of who the coach is. But the uncertainty at the top has to have an impact. Yes, it does. Also, Columbia Central Softball has reopened. They are going to continue taking applications and then start interviews next week. Mount Pleasant Boys Basketball is still interviewing. So, there you have it. If you want a uh, full, uh, I guess, as much as we can give you on that, uh, visit sm-tnsports.com where we will – we have – all of the field positions that were open uh, and those four vacancies that still stand and where they are in the process. So next hour, we talk Braves, we talk Sounds, we talk uh, Josh Heupel and Eddie George last night. Uh, so we also have Teresa Walker, and it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. So stick around for hour number two on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back right after this 